Hello and welcome to the Blues Guitar Show podcast with me, Ben Martin, from thebluesguitarshow.com. Hope everyone is having a good week this week. Hope everyone is enjoying the podcasts at the moment and the super hot weather we're having over here in the UK and I think most of Europe. Um, Yeah. Uh, a couple of shout outs this week of course shout out to everyone that's on my podcast subscription you guys are awesome so big cheers to you cheers to all of you listening everybody that has subscribed to the podcast don't forget if you find this stuff useful please do leave a review especially if you're listening on apple podcasts it really helps us get higher up in those podcast charts which means we can help more people help more guitar players discover the music they love other shout outs this week, we've got a few new instruments in the family, which is pretty cool. Um, my man Rick, uh, one of my private students, he's bought himself a new Gretsch. I saw it yesterday, absolutely stunning looking, very, very cool. Um, I've always wanted a Gretsch, I need to I need to sort one of those out. Anyone that listened to that in, um, interview I did with Russ Guitar, we talked a lot about Gretsches. I had one, we had one at the shop for a little while. It was a streamliner, but just finding them left-handed is it's never that easy um, just to walk into place. But if anybody knows that, uh, if anyone knows Denmark Street in London, it's, a, it's an entire street of guitar store, shops. Um, it's very cool. If you if anyone's travelling to London, um, I'd highly recommend going to Denmark Street. It's pretty close to Tottenham Court Road, um, so fairly central. But it's really cool. It's a whole street of guitar shops. And in fact, there used to be more there, but there used to be one that was called Lefties and it just had loads of left-handed gear. But unsurprisingly, I think it went out of business. Um, but really, really cool. Uh, Lindsay, uh, one of my other private students, he's got himself a new bass, got himself a Fender Aerodyne, which is awesome. I've always loved those basses too. I think it's the maybe the Duff McKagan one, Duff from Guns N' Roses, uh, plays one of those. Uh, and the last one, Kirk has got himself a gorgeous Gibson 335. So great to see some new guitars. Um, I'm probably partly to blame for um, everyone's guitar buying habits. So uh, you tell your wives it's my fault. <laughs> uh, but yeah, really cool to see everyone's new gear. Now, what I thought to talk about today is how to approach learning new solos, new scales, um, new music. Um, I think... This kind of came up for me recently because somebody asked me to do a depth gig for a show that's um, in August. And this happens every now and again. It's always cool to sort of jump in with another band, uh, play with different people, get to meet different people and see kind of how different bands approach songs and things like that. But there's always a couple of hurdles. So often what the problem is, is that there's a lot of songs that have become kind of standard, especially if you play kind of blues, rock, pop stuff, uh, which most of this is. Uh, you get kind of standard tunes, you know, something like uh, Beatles tune, Rolling Stones, you know, things like that. Uh, and you know them pretty well. But what often happens is when you're playing with different people, they want to change the keys. So you've got to be able to change key pretty, pretty well on the fly. Um, so that's always one challenge. But actually, the challenge for this next one really is that I have to learn a lot of new material. And uh, being as lazy as I am, um, I tend to I tend to choose a lot of the material that I teach, which means I don't usually get forced into learning a lot of material. Um, and most of the gigs I do at the moment are solo shows. So I kind of, you know, I play the music I know and I, I learn the music I like. And um, yeah, I kind of have to, I get to decide what it is I'm playing. But when you're playing in a kind of, um, in a band situation, especially a pro band situation, um, you don't get that luxury. You get sent a list of, uh, 40 songs and you need to know them and of course uh, with a lot of um, kind of professional players and stuff there's not a lot of rehearsing that goes into it I mean usually there's one if if any rehearsals 
um, ahead of the show. So the show's in August, so I thought, oh, I've got till August. I've got lots of time. I'll um, get some time to sit down and have a learn through those songs. Um, but then they decided that, okay, we're going to do a rehearsal. We're going to do the rehearsal in, in two weeks. So suddenly I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, I've got to learn. <laughs> I've got to learn over two hours worth of material in two weeks. And it made me think about how uh, rare it is now that I actually have to learn new stuff and how I approach learning new stuff because there's a few different ways. It's kind of changed over the years. I think a long time ago I probably would have just opened up some kind of tab um, online or tab book or something or searched for the music and tried to learn it that way. Uh, sometimes you can learn these things by ear, particularly if it's um, kind of chord stuff. Um, depends on how true to kind of record you need to be, whether you can just improvise some of the solos, particularly if you're playing 12-bar blues stuff. Can I improvise the solos? Do I need to learn the actual solo? And yeah, maybe think about how I learned some of this stuff. So uh, what we want to do with this this show in August is be as true to form as possible, which means that the solos have to be accurate. You know, I can't uh, just jam through them, um, which is a shame because <laughs> I find it much easier and it takes a lot less preparation. But it's cool. It's a good thing to do and it's a good thing to practice. Uh, so it made me think about how I approach learning solos. And I think that's a really interesting thing because um, everyone does it slightly differently. And I think my approach has changed over the years. So instead of just learning a note for note solo, what I tend to do is start by listening to the track and playing, presuming that I know what key the track is in, because at this point we're assuming that I know how to play the rest of the song. So say I'm listening to a track and it's in the key of uh, A minor. Um, I'm going to start off by going, okay, is the solo in a pentatonic scale or is it in a sort of complete scale? Is it in the minor scale or the minor pentatonic? Um, is it something modal? Does it move? And I think I start with this kind of approach and it led me to kind of thinking, okay, that's interesting because I don't think I ever used to do that. I think now the first port of call for me is uh, I need to figure out what scale the solo is in. And actually, once you figure out what scale the solo is in, it starts to make way more sense. It's, it's not so much, okay, I'm learning this solo and it goes... When I know it's in the A minor scale... It makes perfect sense to me. I'm going to go, okay, of course it does this. And then if, it, if there's a kind of um, a semi-note change, a semitone change, I know it must be here and it can't be here. So... And it actually underpins everything that I do. It means that not only if I get lost, do I know what scale I'm in so I can kind of improvise the bits that I need to, but it also means that it helps me navigate where it is. And then when you hear it kind of go up high, I kind of go, well, that must be up here. It's probably in that position. So then find the notes out of there. And then after that, I kind of go into learning the actual licks that go into the solo. Um, I can't remember what song that was. I think it might have been Black Magic Woman. Um, the Is it Santana, that Black Magic Woman? Yes, I think so. Um, he does a lot of minor scale stuff. I mean, even that song, Smooth. Straight out of that um, kind of Dorian mode mixed with the natural minor scale. Um, so it's a really important thing to try and see if you can work out what scale these solos are in. So something I would uh, say to practice is when you're learning a new song, when you're learning a new solo, which is something I highly recommend you do, see if you can work out what the scale it is is in. What scale is it in? It's hard to say. <laughs> and then... 
try and use that knowledge. So when I say use that knowledge, I mean work out. So if the scale, if the solo is in an E minor pentatonic scale, then try a bit of improvisation on top of the solo and see if you can kind of get some extra licks in there, things working there, because it's a really valuable skill to have. And as I say, it's really interesting to see how this has kind of changed in my playing, my approach to learning new stuff. Now, before we... Before I ramble on for too long, I am going to teach you the natural minor scale because I think it's actually just a really stunning sounding scale. It's one that I use loads and it sounds really classy. It's a classy thing to add into your blues playing. Uh, but if you want to play anything like um, the thrill is gone, for example, that's in B minor. You'd be looking at the B. And you can mix it with that minor pentatonic. Then you'd be looking at the B minor natural minor scale mixed with the B minor pentatonic it has an absolutely great sound to it um, and if you want to practice through this stuff head over to YouTube and just find a minor blues backing track same as everything else that we do you can pretty well play this scale over all three chords so let's dig in a little bit learn the scale and learn a couple of licks so the first thing we're going to do is not do what I just did and do the vertically down scale we're going to do a horizontal version of the scale so we're going to start on the top string five seven eight and that's a b c then we go down a string another five seven eight so we have d e f then we go down a string we're going to do fret five and then slide with your first finger to seven. So that's A, B, C, D, E, F, G, A. From there, we're going to do the same as we always do, copy and paste that shape. So now we're going to go seven, nine, ten. Seven, nine, ten. And then down a string onto the B string, we're going to go eight, slide to ten. And then go ten, twelve, thirteen. And then first string, 10, 12, 13. And then 13 to 15. There we have the horizontal A natural minor scale. Now, let's learn that lick because that sounds awesome. So what I'm doing for that lick is I'm borrowing my finger on fret five on the bottom string. Now, fret five on the bottom three strings, if we play those together, that's an A minor triad. All I'm doing is I'm playing a very quick, it's called a rake. So I'm going, I'm basically hitting this note, but I'm raking the first two. So I'm gonna play five and then seven, eight on the bottom string. And then back down seven, five and I'm pulling those off. Now we go up a string, this is the bit that sounds really cool, we're gonna go eight, six, five. That's that real minor scale sound. And then up a string, we're gonna go seven, down to five, down to four, back to five. So. end on fret 2 on the G string which is our A out of an A minor chord 
really cool. And it's a great scale to play around with. Has an awesome sound to it. So, I hope that was useful. Uh, please send me an email, ben at thebluesguitarshow.com if you have any questions about any of that. Don't forget to please leave a comment uh, if you find these podcasts useful. Uh, give us a rating if you would be so kind. Um, if you're interested in joining the subscription, of course, there's a link in the show notes below. If you're interested in having private one-on-one sessions, you can just shoot me a direct email. Don't forget to follow me uh, at Blues Guitar Show Podcast on Instagram, thebluesguitarshow.com for anything else, and I'll catch you next week. Are you fully fretboard confident? Do you know where the notes are, how they connect and how they move up and down the strings? My latest book, The Triad Method, is all about using simple three note shapes to completely unlock the fretboard. This book is absolutely full of light bulb moments that are going to demystify the neck three notes at a time. I've compiled a huge number of diagrams, shapes and exercises based on over 10 years of teaching this stuff to make it as simple as possible. Download The Triad Method and see for yourself today. Link is in the description below.